some reports earlier this evening about a large noise stemming from this area, and they are telling me now that it is the result of these large boxes that fell over. Oh my god! You can see there's debris, there's pieces of the boxes all over the ground, and get this lucky red hat. However, there are rumors, and keep in mind they are just rumors at this point. But there are show personnel, also some superstars, who are telling me that these boxes falling over was no accident, and it was actually deliberate. He's a box. My boy's a box. Damn you. A box. So anyways, we were testing out our new recording thingy on Discord, and I forgot to hit record. Welcome to the Alleged Wrestling Podcast, episode 155, I think? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so basically, to explain what I just explained to the lads who are listening live, sorry about that, is that um, if you want to join the channel, we're going to be doing, we're not going to be doing it on Mixler. We may never do it again. We may go back and forward. We'll see how it goes. But uh, if you want to join uh, the discord channel just dm us ask two bit wrestling and we'll send you a link and you'll be able to come and join the chat and talk shit with us as we do the show and we're not doing the 24 7 thing again that we did live that didn't record so we'll just carry on <laughs> hello boys i'm gonna hello, talk to you again yeah deliverance is right in the chat he says it was a practice run yeah didn't go very well but you know well it's like when you go out golfing you, you, know, you don't want to hit a birdie on the first hole because it's all downhill after that. You want to start mm. out with a good old triple bogey because it can only get better from there. So you get the shit shots out of the way first off and then you, you're swinging. Then you yeah. bogeys around. You broke up a little bit there, but I think what you said is, I forgive you, Stephen, for not pressing the record button. Of course, that was definitely the way it went. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Nick. I've always, you've always got my yeah. back. <laughs> um, How was your yeah. week, Steve? Mine, uh, having a new job is not easy, lads. Like, and what I'm doing now, and I'm sure Nick Quinn will be listening and going, yeah, I remember that. I'm just being literally assaulted with information. I've never had a job like this before where there is literally, the, the platform is enormous. And I don't know, I'd say I, 10% of it, I guess, I, I'd be comfortable talking about. The rest of it, I'm just fucking Googling and winging it. So at the end of the day, you're very tired. You, do, you know, when you just... You're not taking things in your stride in your first few weeks anyway, but mm. this is just tough. Like, and uh, God, I, I sleep for three or four hours every day after work. Every day this week, I've gone to bed that's, for at least two hours. That's not new for you, though. Wait, no, I do like to sleep a lot, but oh, dogs is landed. A very old wooden ship. Yeah, but you know, this is like you know, your head is sore, and oh, I don't like it. But um, that's been my week. So I'm joining the job for realsies next week. That's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> I've already sent the the team the gif of Moss, you know, sending the email about the fire as my <laughs> strategy. <laughs> fire exclamation mark. Um, yeah, and if Dobbs, yeah, oh yeah, Dobbs needs to join the on air channel. Yeah, and maybe mention to him about the bot too to right click and turn the music down, just in case. Yeah. So yeah, um, I've already asked Fitz and Nick how they are. Well, let's do a quick recap because I forgot to press record. <laughs> <laughs> All good? All good. Had a two-day work week this week, so nice handy nice. week. 
went to Ikea mm. earlier in the week, bought a desk, tried to buy a desk. Uh, they went out of stock of the desk I was trying to buy in the queue. Got into the oh. store, saw another desk I liked, right, grand. There's one left, quickly run to the end, gone by the time I got there. So, don't have a desk, but we got new drawers and stuff. Fun. Nice. Yeah. I, I got my one in Argos for like 70 quid. It's really good. It's got three drawers and the shelves and all that shit. Um, I'll send you the link afterwards. Yeah, I do. Because um, desks and chairs are at a premium. I still can't find a good chair without buying online. I want to just buy one in town. But Steve, you may to... recognize these chairs. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I may have acquired my chair from work. Ah, nice one. Nice. There is uh, some fine chairs to be had at your local uh, entertainment store uh, slash uh, video oh, game store. I see. That uh, might be of interest to you. Uh, I don't know if I like them. Like, no? For, for working on, do you know? Yeah, I do, the gaming ones, I, I don't think I could sit all day in one Ooh, for work. Now that's nice. And that's I know the, the local video game store. Are cheap though, Jesus, they're yeah. expensive. I know the ones that Fitz is talking about. There is one in um, local video game store for 170 quid, which I used to mm-hmm. bring around with me when I was working there for, <laughs> for testing reasons, you know. Uh, that was quite comfortable. So if it comes to it, I might pick that up. But, I, you know. That's the one that uh, Nolan actually got for our office kitchen that we had for a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was a big fan of it. Okay. Yeah, I need to get it done soon because I'm working on a kitchen chair with the lumbar support thingy oh, on it. So my back is fine. Back. And you know I have a bad back, so I yeah. you know, I had to buy the thingy for it because um, I couldn't get a chair anywhere. Um, and it's not like, you know, I need this now. So it was like I had to go to home store more and buy one of these things because even if I got a chair online, obviously I'm going to be waiting a week or so to get it. Mm. It's grand. Like my back is not sore whatsoever, but at the end of the day, my ass is dead. Like It's just, oh man. Giggity. Giggity. You must be used to that though. No, I'm not actually. No. no <laughs> so if you were listening in the Discord, you see, that's another way. You see, maybe I didn't. Maybe I meant to not press record to tell people to get in the Discord or you miss out on exclusive bonus content. Like the time I forgot to press record before we did the 24-7 vote. Lol. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, it didn't make the 24-7 It didn't make vote. it. It was it for Mandy's hair segment and it didn't make it. The karaoke segment reigns supreme as 24-7 champion. And the fact that we're in August... I think it's got a good shot to, to claim the trophy at the end of the year. The Nightmare Collective lasted a long time. It so did. Like, it did. Yeah. It's going to be there. You got to love these women of wrestling providing these lullable moments to us. If only they were more frequent. <laughs> so do you want to start with AEW heels? I thought I was giving you a perfect segue there. Thank you for ruining it on <laughs> <me>. <laughs> Um... So, yeah, we talked about this the first time they did it for Double or Nothing Weekend. They charged 20 quid to get into a Zoom call. Now, having the charge there discourages trolling. I get that. So that that one was, you know, while it's a bit tough to swallow, it you know, kind of makes sense and they can explain it away. But apparently to join AEW Heels for the low, low price of 49.99 a year to go to get what? I don't know what they get out of this. You get monthly Zoom calls with superstars. Okay. So when you actually break it down, it works out like oh, deliverance posted. What you get? No, this is another advantage of the Discord. We know we can just post images in here that we need. Mixler is done. I'm sorry. okay. I'm, I'm calling it officially. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like on the, on the face of it, charging fifty dollars a year, you're like, okay, what do I get? But when you consider they paid what twenty dollars for that one-off event, mm-hmm. now it, you're paying the, fifty dollars and you get monthly events. So yeah, like, that, I, I think it's the fact that they haven't announced like everything that's included. Obviously, they've announced the first couple of things, but beyond that, it's like there'll be more. We swear. 
if, if it was a, if it was a monthly subscription thing like even like it's what 40 uh, 50 dollars if it's five or a month or 50 for the year yeah you, you don't have the monthly option that's another yeah, thing monthly option make, gives people a lot more choice no i will say where one of the problems come in is that this got wrapped up in the belief on twitter that the women's division on AEW does not get a fair shake on dynamite because they put the uh women's tournament onto youtube which apparently did very well uh, numbers wise so i mean it worked out excuse me but um yeah brandy started replying to people on twitter and kind of insulting some of them i guess and oh, 100 she did yeah and then the first lesson for last night's aw heels was hosted by brandy Rhodes. social media strategy she deleted her twitter 24 hours before that i have to find lol somewhere okay <laughs> <laughs> now the to tie the whole thing together do you believe that the aew women's division should be featured more on dynamite yes now i everyone does let's face it we all do but i think i'd like them i'd like them to be featured more but i can see why they're not it's a really without ladies and gentlemen if you don't well, feature them not even that. Get better yeah well not necessarily you know you, you're still having the matches which will help them develop their talents but if, you, if you're talking about throwing a lot of green talent onto live national tv it could do more harm than good at least if you're having them on dark or on the YouTube show, you know, you're still getting exposure for them, but you're not having them front and center where your product is most criticized. It's not even just like the green top. I mean, you like you have the likes of Sheeta, who's mm. rarely on TV at this point. She's in the crowd cheering on. That's all they have her. She doesn't need like, you know, she's not green that needs lots of work like that. She's had matches two of the it. last three or four weeks on TV. Eh, not really. Not yeah, necessarily competitive matches. matches. Yeah, they're like <laughs> Yeah, but again, like you're looking, they're, they're missing Britt Baker. Chris Statlander is out injured as well. Uh, the other Japanese talent are not in the country. Uh, Bree Priestley is not in the country. They're missing an awful lot of their top talent, of which they were very limited to to start with anyway. They are. There is a lot of green talent in there. It's not an insult. It's not an insult to say someone who's been wrestling for a short amount of time is maybe not best place to be having fifteen minute matches on TNT every Wednesday. Exactly. Like when you look at NXT, for example, and obviously there, there's always going to be comparisons drawn because of the, the positioning of both shows and the fact that they're head to head. NXT's women division is arguably the best of any promotion in the, in the entire world. Possibly you could compare it with uh, Impact. But Raw and SmackDown, not in the same universe as NXT. Uh, Ring of Honor, nope. I don't know about the Japanese promotion, so I can't even say, but NXT snapped up. 95% of the, the top level indie talent in the women's division. Yeah. You know, you, I'd, we'd all love to see more women's wrestling on AEW, but the fact of the matter is they don't have enough talented women who are notable, notor- who have notoriety, who have the talent to be able to pull off a 10, 15 minute match and who have been incorporated into storyline that they can continue that would make them relevant to be on shows as well. Yeah, WWE are very lucky they timed the Mae Young Classic the way they did because they hired a lot of those women from the May, after the Mae Young Classic. If they mm-hmm. hadn't done that, they would have been ripe for AEW to take them all. Yep. Is it time for AEW to move for um, Tessa, even though they probably don't want her near, anywhere near the place? Yeah. Would it be damned a bigger if they do, damned if they don't. Yeah, yeah, if they sign her during this backlash against the women's division AEW, would that make it worse or better? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
Uh, well, it, it depends on how you position it. You know, the only way that that could really work is by acknowledging the sins of the past, and you know, have a kind of a redemption story and say, "Look, I'm here to you know prove that I'm a good force in this industry." Blah blah blah. But with the way they've positioned themselves as a company, you really can't um, you can't bring her into AW and expect it not to to go down poorly. I guess so. I guess so. And no, really, we just don't care about these things. Like they're playing to the Smarks, and the Smarks know her history. Mm. Yep. Yep. Um, just, I don't care if this is coming out on the recording. If people are having audio issues, if it's one person, you can right click their name and turn them up, or just go to the main settings, just go user settings, uh, voice and video, and then your headphones. Um, you can put it up as far as 200%, I believe. So just under headphones, you'll see output volume turn that up to whatever you need it to be but if yeah i don't know uh for context the the women's tag team tournament video on youtube has over half a million hits in four days which is extremely good i would consider mm. it was decent considering I watched, the I watched. episode of dark that went up the following day has only three hundred sixty thousand video hits so like i haven't watched dark since like the first couple of weeks but i've watched mm. i watched the women's tournament thing this week like it's i'm gonna watch it watch it every week so i'm more interested in it than random throwaway matches that seem to be getting shorter and shorter every week based on how many there is in their dark results that they pop up every week hmm yep 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 to be fair they could like they they're bringing in an awful lot of outside talent so you could have a swell of talent uh ironic big swole um in about a month's time when this tournament is over that hopefully you can kind of bring people into the to the live show at that stage because they'll have a bit of a story, a bit of a character behind them. Plus, they'll be a bit more proven to the to the show and to the audience through the YouTube series. So, I think right now they're kind of fucked because they don't really have that employed talent that they can show more of. But hopefully, that in a month or so, that they they will be able to show it. Like NXT making everyone move to Orlando means they're fine right now. AW yeah. screwed because half their talent they flew in for each show. So you've got a ton of people like it, just you have people in the UK, you have people in Europe, you have people in Japan that they used yeah. to fly in for the shows. So those just aren't options anymore. Like even just specifically for the women's division, you got B Priestley, you got Rio, you got uh, what's the other Japanese name? You got Shanna, the French one. Y- Yuka Sakazuki. Yeah, Yuka Sakazawi. To be fair, when the commentary don't pretend that they know the names, how are we supposed to know? <laughs> you got the Freddie Mercury one, you know, we've got loads of ones that are in Oh, the Freddie Mercury girl. Yeah. That's Emmy's girl, thank you. So well, we'll get on to commentary later. I have a big Japanese problem with commentary this week. Oh dear. Oh boy. No, no, we'll get to it. Okay, just give me some sort of a cue. Raw Underground. It's going to divide opinion, but I'm going to come right up front and say I love it. Now, I love the first episode. Yeah, yeah. First episode. So I I, I love the diff that was different, but it's not going to last. No, no, they'll get fed up of it in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's the new third hour gimmick. Uh, is no, is this uh, what Mick Foley advertised about 18 months ago? It just no, took that long to organize. Yeah. <laughs> they used to turn the lights down. Do you remember for two weeks oh, to turn yeah, the, the lights down? Logo and, yeah. For, yeah, for the third hour. So this is yeah. the new one. So it's no rules. Um, it's a it's, it's shoot fighting in, a, in an underground basement, essentially. Can you say shoot fighting? 
It's, well, work, shoot it's work shoot fighting, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was advertised for 10 p.m. Eastern. It happened five minutes before that and ended in four minutes. So <laughs> when people tuned in at 10 p.m. Eastern, the Street Profits were making their entrance on Raw. Yeah. Good times. Well, that just ties <laughs> into everything that we heard. Show. Tape show. Well, t- taped like 10 minutes before it aired, I'd say. The, <laughs> the, the poor fucking monkeys in the truck were fucking churning this out yeah. and nowhere. Like, like they finished this show while they were live on TV, didn't they? Wow. They finished recording. I think that I heard that they finished recording the show while it had started on TV. Fucking hell. I think I think it went that close. I yeah, could be you, wrong. When you think about it, they've had two weeks to plan that show because they record two shows every two weeks. So they've had two weeks since the last set of tapings and it's still, have, I don't know. But to be fair, like watching Raw, you can see that it was written on the back of a cigarette box. Oh, definitely. Right? And the ink was still wet. That's how fucking I, I short it was. I loved Raw this week because it was random as fucking all over the place. And I love yeah. the chaos. Yeah, let, we're going to get to this particular team after this, actually. But overall, I think Raw Underground is going to be good. Um, and Rick Boogs was technically competing on Raw this week. <laughs> technically. He was in the ad for coming up next Raw Underground. So it's hosted by Shane McMahon. They're strippers. Basically, <laughs> like the person who posted to Simpsons memes that stole my meme idea. Someone said, Shane, go home. And he's like, screw you. I'm going to make my own Raw with Blackjack and hookers. And he did. And there it is. Raw Underground. Oh, my God. Stripper want... Rick Boogs. What more could you want out of wrestling? Really? <laughs> I, I want some sort of context of why this exists. What purpose does it serve? And what should we be getting out of it? I know that's asking an awful lot out of a WWE product, <laughs> but like, come on, give what what is the purpose of the fights? Is there money involved? Is there a championship involved? Is there a title involved? Why are they fighting? Who wins? How do you know who wins? Shane McMahon. How do you, how do you get how do you get up next? Shane McMahon it's, picks. And Shane McMahon broke his own rules that he made five minutes before that. And he said, winner stays on, essentially. Whatever phrasing it was, what was winner stays on. And then just two lads just left after they won. I'm like, eh, you're probably breaking your own canon. I'm trying to like this. Come on. And he had a Babatunde on the ride there the whole time. Like, true, true. Whatever he's called now. I can't remember what they were named. Oh, case. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Something. Anyway, Dolph Ziggler's oh, in and absolutely it's far, somebody, which was good. It's far too professionally shot. This needs to be fucking grime. You can't produce grime. Grime needs to be dirty and grimy. One the, camera, that's it. But the yeah. camera cuts. No. Oh, you need the camera no. cuts. It totally, I need camera cuts like I need a kick in the ass. It went and against I, I the really fucking... Uh, it went against the whole concept of the show to have like this full-on professional 16 camera shoot. Like, mm-hmm. Have one cameraman and the hard cam. Max. You could even just get away with just the hard cam, but... One guy at ringside and a hard cam would be just enough for me. We would be talking about production later on as well, because the end of SmackDown, holy fucking shit. Oh, oh, oh. it's bad. Oh. Although that was, I'm sure that was as designed because they were taking out camera guys, so they all oh. left. They, uh, Good you know, Lord. You know. We might get a nomination for 24-7 on that. Possibly. Might do, yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Gordo? Rory, great meme put into the chat there. And there is another reason to join our Discord group. You know, memes. We can put memes when we're live on the air now. Well, I mean, technically, we're no longer on air. To I guess. answer, it's Gordo's birthday and he's off doing shit. He's mostly drinking cans. Yeah. Um, oh, Nikki, you'd go to the shop and do your special surprise for him. Oh, fuck yeah. 
we have a tradition of buying Gordo ridiculous stuff wrapped in bags and bags and bags, like about 20, 20 uh, like black sacks with one thing in each bag, like ran like a rubber or a fucking like a tampon or whatever, like just random stuff in each bag. So yeah, we have to we have to hop to Tesco for a bit over later. Nice. Um, yeah, look, I think it was good because you see what they did with whichever Viking raider that was, the bald one, Eric. Eric. Yeah, um, he killed a man. He, <laughs> I think he killed, <laughs> killed him dead. He killed him dead. He killed uh, him till he died. <laughs> Brick killed a guy. Um, <laughs> and then it was Ziggler who looked like a fucking monster when he's he was that, wrestling. He's an amateur yeah. wrestler. That's, yeah, like that's how you get him over again. Uh, I, I loved it and then at the end you had the hurt business um come in it was benjamin mvp and lashley and they just killed everyone and it looked a bit like lucha underground i mean and now mvp's after signing a new long-term deal yep he's made fucking chicken salad out of chicken shit since he's spot in the rumble he got a spot in the rumble and he's made it a fucking full-time contract again like. yeah yeah fair play to him and yeah, he's good. I'm really time. enjoying him on Raw. Um, more of yeah. MVP. Not too much, though. Don't go Miz levels to where it used to be the Miz was in every segment. But you know what I mean? Like, the, don't overkill. Yeah. But he, he's one of those people, and I know he's he, he's got the experience from being around for so long, but he knows how to present himself. He knows how to speak. He doesn't take his script that he's given backstage by the writers and reads it off verbatim. He's able to deliver it in a way that actually kind of resonates with people. Yeah. No, we, we, we really, really, really have to get to this retribution crack. Because I've been waiting all week to talk about this. So on mean, Monday, oh, on Monday, WWE leaked the news of a new faction and chaos backstage to reporters. You could tell that was going on. Because we were on the air, I think, were we? Did we do the Talking Shop of Many on Monday? Because I remember Gordo reading out tweets. Yeah, we, I, I think like, we did it Monday evening, yeah. Yeah, I was like, all these reporters are saying, there's chaos backstage. And I was like, huh, that's weird. Isn't there always? And then it made more sense when they announced a new faction. I was like, oh, they leaked stuff out to reporters <laughs> just to get the, the kind of frenzy. Uh, sat and lapped it up, as per. And he stated it was not a political thing, this new group. It's not, it's not, not Antifa at all. That's, that's, not Antifa. That's, that's nothing like it. Nope. Um, WWE then advertised the new tweet, or the new faction via tweet. And they were going to be debuting on Raw, which they didn't. <laughs> they debuted ish. Yeah, they were in they, that backstage thing throwing fire, but our fucking Molotov cocktails, power generator. Yeah, yeah, that that's the thing that's keeping the whole show on the air. That one little generator that they bombed. No, that's out in these, the rain. Yeah, exactly. So the, for, there was these technical difficulties in hour one. Mayhem there was. The commentary says that there was weather in the area. My favorite WWE commentary moment of the year. We're having issues because there's weather. We're like, there's, there's weather everywhere. What are you talking about? Um, so they thought it was weather rather than speculate that it would be the new advertised faction that there was officially announced by WWE. But anyway, that's just another little point. Um, and this was the, they turned over a shipping box in the back room. Oh, and, and Charlie, Charlie Caruso had to do a, uh, a little thing backstage with it, with the mayhem of turning the shipping crate over. Uh, did you see the debris, the neatly organized debris of wheels that was on the floor? <laughs> oh, oh, man. They're, they're going to be cutting ties next, lads. It's going to be oh, full, be full on Riot Squad. Yeah. Uh, all I could think was this. The box. The box. It's the box. Uh, so that was their big thing. Um, later, we see the, you know, the CCTV with the Molotov cocktails. 
Blah, blah, blah. And on Tuesday, they released an image of the fire scene thingy saying that they have learned the new name or the name for the new faction is Retribution. Now, all of this was a bit meh. It was like, eh, whatever. I guess it's kind of interesting. Meh, whatever. And then they showed up on SmackDown. Definitely different people. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that 205 Live is raging for some reason. There's a whole lot of small, small guys that got very angry at the end of SmackDown this week. Some of them didn't come up to the top rope. Um, and there was they, women involved as well. There was. Mm-hmm. Which, based on just appearance and voice and all, sounds like it's... Um, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea Green and uh, Vanessa Bourne. There you go. Yeah, both of them are actually on the main roster now. Yeah. yeah. We were waiting to see when they were going to be used. And did I hear, like, um, Australian accents in there? Or was that just me? Who was the... I think he was black by the the look through the yeah. mask, but uh, he was the one who was talking to the camera. I don't know. Like, I know Stokely Hathaway was definitely one of the ninjas. Like, yeah. or what, what's he called? Malcolm Bivens. Um, yeah. In he was definitely one of the ninjas. And that's the other thing. The ninjas and these guys are dressed exactly the same. Uh, <laughs> what, is, what? what is going on? I mean, the WWE rolled out the same gimmick within yeah. quick succession for two different acts. I know. Color me surprise. You're away from your mic a bit there, but it did, it did have more impact the way you sounded a bit different. <laughs> Served its purpose. The garden gnomes have invaded as the deliverance is saying in the chat there. They, I'm, then, ass- I'm assuming that they're going to like this is just the people that they attack but they actually debut who it is they're going to be different than the people that were under those hoods maybe yeah, yeah they were like you know playing the role they were standing in or whatever yeah. uh, <laughs> it's really weird they were so small they were so obviously small that it's going to be weird when they turn up as you know larger wrestlers next week on Raw it's going to be like how many of them are there there's a legion of these lads and uh, they chainsawed the ropes, which was, yeah. To, to, and they to, were absolutely fine again when the 205 Live started five minutes later. <laughs> oh, God. This, the camera work, though. Holy shit. Now, they, they, knocked, they chased off Corey Graves and Cole, and they chased off a cameraman or attacked a cameraman or something. And then they started using all these weird cameras in the PC. And it was just like a sanity entrance. It was like cut, cut, zoom, zoom, cut, cut, cut. It was manic. I didn't know what was going on. I looked away at one point. It's chaos, Steve. Chaos. Chaos. Shaky cam. Check the camera, pal. Fitz, you only saw it before we went on air because we weren't going to allow you on until you watch this. <laughs> you just saw it. It's fresh in your head. So what are your, you know, last night was, seems like a long time ago to me now. It's like what Nexus did but just not good or not cool. It's cosplay and, of Nexus. But the difference is, is that, you know, I was upset when John Cena buried all of them. I kind of want John Cena to come back and bury these people. <laughs> like legitimately, same. legitimately get a shovel, hit him over the back of the head so they're dead, dig a big hole, fuck them all in the hole, cover the hole and run away again because we don't need to see this every. I posted that on Twitter last night. I said, I can't wait for John Cena to come back and bury these lads. Because <laughs> it was just, I'm okay with that. It's it's more violent, I guess, or more visually violent than the Nexus debut was because there's bats and, and there's chainsaws and you know they're covered up. No coming out with a title. Ted Roberts, yeah, 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 true. <laughs> yeah, poor old Daniel Bryan. But yeah, that was the the big storylines, I guess. A libation, puff of all. Oh, lovely. 
Your noise gate is working wonderfully because we did yeah. not hear that can opening. Oh, Didn't seriously? hear anything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. That's, that's that's go get good. another one. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the, uh, yeah, another reason why we moved to Discord is for sound quality purposes. We, If you're listening back to the podcast, the sound is always pretty professional if I do say so myself. But... Uh, when you're Shift listening case. on, yeah, that, if you're listening, you do a lot of work on it. Yeah, and that's the problem. The Mixler, when I speak to the lads in Discord, we send the audio via. Oh, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, a cup and a string. We send the fucking audio over to Mixler, and there's a lot of the quality gets lost. And also, my mic will be on Discord and Mixler. It's the only way to make it work. So you're you're not hearing me twice, but my mic is being used in two different sources when we're on Mixler at the same time. And there's a little bit of a buzz that you may or may not hear on Mixler. I don't know, but I hear it when I add bass to the sound afterwards, which means I have to spend a load of time removing background audio. With this, I sent the lads a picture. I downloaded the audio and all the silences were just dead flat silence. So once that happened, done. <laughs> Mixler was uh mixler is out of my mind now so let me know what you think uh either afterwards or in the chat there now do you prefer it being on discord or do you want us to go back to mixler note we're not going back to mixler so we're gonna have to find <laughs> another solution <laughs> definitely better for b shows because b shows we have to wait for the fan votes and stuff yes yeah. it'll be so much handier yeah imagine a b show in here with the discord chat with memes and gifts and everything it's gonna be class and Deliverance points out they can mute Gordo on their end on Discord. Yeah, they don't need exactly. to worry about, you know. <laughs> yeah. We used yeah. to do that on the stage with him back in the day. We knew him. <laughs> like, now everyone can mute Gordo. It's great. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping more of the regulars will join. And um, I will do a thing in the plugs again to anyone who wants to join. And it'll be a lot easier for us to get guests on um, as well, because we can control that whole audio situation as well. So the positives are insane. And, and I said, mentioned last week or on the Talk and Shop podcast, I can't remember, uh, one of them, I said, why hasn't some app developer developed the podcast app where you can just do everything you need within the one app? This is about as good as you're going to get with the recording bot. So I'm good. I'm good with it. What do, how do you find it? Do you kind of, I know there's not much of a difference for us, but it's nice we, to we have everything recorded in Discord. So yeah. there's really no difference for the recording part of it. It's definitely more active in the chat, though. There's mm. definitely a bit more crack in it, so. You can post pictures, so that's always helpful, mm -hmm. rather than have to post links, which some people might click and some people mightn't, and yeah. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Um, and if tweets, if something breaks, you can share the tweet in here, and it'll develop a preview, and oh, see people saying they love it, so. Yep, I love it. And that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else news-wise? I know we put angles in there as news, but there were big angles. So uh, I don't know if this made the original cut before we had to restart, but the G1 has been is going to be starting now September 19th until October 18th. It's a whole month, so it sounds like we're getting the full G1. 19 shows, apparently. Oh, good Lord. And I'm going to do what I do every year. Oh, man, I can't wait for this. And then I'll just cherry-pick the matches I watch because it's just too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm planning on taking the last week off. Okay. So that way I can catch up if I haven't, if I'm not up to date and then watch the final life. That's my, my goal for this year. But I know I'll try and keep up as I have the last couple of years, but I've no hope of doing it. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough to go. But um, if I could, oh no, what's going on here? <gasps> no, it's good. I was clicking hey. outside the uh, without knowing who's in it, what the blocks are or who's going to be pushed. Smooth Jimmy's luck of the week. <laughs> Give me your G1 winner. 
Oh, based on current storylines, it would be good. Essentially, to face evil at Wrestling yeah. Kingdom. Wrestling Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. Do you know what? It would be a good one. Be Sonata. I was thinking the same. Huh. Would it not just he's, be? He's due a good push as well. Like, would they not just give it to Naito? They're already setting up a few. Like the, the, after I, I, I literally caught up on New Japan last this morning. I caught up on stuff I haven't been up to date with. And like they had Naito kind of face off again with Evo at the end of um, mm-hmm. the match they had at what was the last thing that was on the the weird named one. Uh, so it sounds like they're probably setting that up for King of Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. I've got than... one and I'd love to hear. I don't mean to cut you off. Sorry. Hi. I've got one and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Okay. Ooh, that's a big luck. All right. Hiromu Takahashi. They just did the match. No, he's going to beat them at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> Literally, it was on like three weeks ago. Wrestle Kingdom, Takahashi, evil. Because he was so upset. It's not a big lock. That's why they had the match. It's not a big lock. <laughs> it's probably Sonata, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, you could go... Well, the thing is, G1, they can, you can go with anyone on this. Like, yeah. The question is whether September, will they be able to fly in people again? Or will this be a solely whoever's based in Japan, G1? Oh yeah, because like they're doing oh, the yeah. the New Japan Cup US at the moment for the people that are stuck in the US. Uh, I watched it, it was actually the first show I was on last night. It was decent enough, it wasn't that special? But they're doing a weekly show now, basically starting from this called um, NGPW Strong on an English language show on their on NGPW World. So it's going to be weekly now from now on. So okay, the start of it is going to be the New Japan Cup US, but they're going to be planning on keeping that up. So that'll be good. Cool, cool. Um, Wednesday Night Wars, then, I suppose. Moving to that. Yas, Queen. Yas. Captain AEW, kick us off. Um, I, I, are we, we've gone straight into the votes, or are we going straight into uh, talking about it? Because Ooh, uh, there, was, there, was like a clear, there was a clear winner for me this week. I like this. So then we could use that to decide what to talk about first. And we could get our biases up front. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can sometimes be swayed by the arguments though, so I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Vote now the and the vote at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I will leave it till the end. We'll we'll do it as we normally do with AEW. Um, opening tag match in AEW, the twelve man that no one was looking forward to, knocked it out of the park. They did I don't know what you thought. Half the combatants out of it for half the match though, which made it okay. That's what I mean though. Like you have twelve people involved in a match, and you're thinking, how the fuck are they going to make this anyway relevant that people are going to be able to enjoy this match? But they did. I, I was shocked. I was 100% expecting this to be a clusterfuck of a mess, especially with um, weird rules and shit. But if you actually noticed in AW, I was watching specifically for this, there was tag team rules and rules being enforced generally throughout the entire show. I by did, comparison. To, to, by comparison, yeah. I'll give you yeah, that. by comparison, yeah. It's, I wouldn't necessarily say there was rules, but <laughs> I did notice, was it Dax? I still don't know which... It's like, which one's Dawson? Dawson again. <laughs> the bald one. Uh, he was walking along the, the apron and he was looking at his invisible watch about the time they were spending in the ring. It was a beautiful touch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was surprised. I thought it was good as well compared to that fucking shit show last week. Jeez. Oh, yeah. So much better than the man. Oh, God. Um, yeah, completely agree. But I think that's more so a compliment to the people involved as well. Uh, like you had what Hager involved last week. <laughs> um, but no, I think just the people involved 
well, I don't know whether they planned it, but there wasn't anything too overly extravagant in this match, but it just kind of, it flowed very well. There wasn't a Tower of Doom Canadian Destroyer where the <laughs> opponents are, or the tag team partners are holding up their own tag team partner to get a Canadian Destroyer, that sort of thing. It was it made more sense. Yeah. And there was the story element too, that one of the lads from the Revo- uh, FTR uh, got injured, quote, quote fingers injured, storyline injured, and his partner leaves and so does Hangman, which leaves only Kenny in the box to face the might of the Dark Order. Yeah, um, even that told a good story in itself. And, you know, you have the classic uh, Matt Jackson getting beaten down, selling the back. Yeah, I kind of missed that. I hadn't seen that in a while, but uh, it's just good. I really enjoyed it. I, like, what were your thoughts watching it? Did you watch it live or what way did you watch the shows this week? I watched it live. Yeah. I watched both of them back to back the next day. Nice. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was good. And then Hangman came back and came in like a house on fire. It was like, it was one of those things that make you sad that there's no crowd because the crowd would have been going insane during oh, what Hangman yeah. was doing. Hangman lost the plot. He just went insane. Uh, it was dives and fucking big impact moves and all sorts of shit. It was great. Um, and yeah, but in the end, uh, Hangman went for the buckshot lariat and I think he nearly hit Kenny. So he had to pull up and Kenny had to duck or something like that. And then Brody Lee just took his head off with a lariat after that to get the win yeah like i was massively impressed with dark order in this match um yeah. and kind of to, to roll it back somewhat um there was a segment on bt this week i don't know if you've watched it yet where yeah. they were stuck in an airport and there was a scene where brian cage and the bucks were kind of just in the airport lounging around and getting a bit of food but they're at one of those uh, you know pickup machines where you'd have the claw and you're trying to grab the, the doll or whatever it is in the machine. Um, but he is. <laughs> but the, the, story, the, the, the joke was effectively, it was like, oh, look at the big man trying to get a push. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Or They made a joke effectively of the big men not being able to win. Uh, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, a little bit like that I love because we've said it, everyone has said it, that you know the likes of Brody Lee, Brian Cage, uh, Lance Archer, none of the big guys coming in are getting overly uh, pushed and they're losing the big matches. But I thought that was an absolutely great touch just to, to be to, fair, to um, Matt Cardona came in and got a big win and he's about six foot five <laughs> compared to the other guys. <laughs> he looked like a monster. We'll get there in a minute, but... Um... Mm. Best Friends defeated uh, Santana and Ortiz. There's not really anything to talk about here outside of the angle they did afterwards because Santana and Ortiz lost. So then they found Sue's, uh, so Trent's mother's <laughs> truck uh, or, or minivan or whatever you call it. And they fucked that up. They beat it up with baseball bats and spray painted it and put mm. the tires or took the tires off and put the vehicle on concrete blocks. <laughs> it was very good. And they wrote Sue on it. <laughs> I wonder, are they teasing um, possibly Santana and Ortiz breaking away from uh, the inner circle? Because you've got Eddie Kingston after coming in now and obviously the history that they would have in a different promotion. You know, if they continue to say lose matches where they were dominant or that they should be winning, you know, could it be kind of, okay, we need something new. We need to freshen up our act a bit. And Eddie comes in and forms a new faction, an old new faction. And that's what kind of sets them off on a, on a nice winning Some spree because Latin American exchange, <laughs> something, something like that. I wonder what you could call it. Is there a shorter way to make that, you know, a little bit more snappy or something? Or you could name it after an airport, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, oh, here. Nice. I like yeah. it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but no, like, cause they look very good in this match. Um, again, and I like the fact that best friends took the win. 
because it, it kind of justifies why they're at the top of the rankings or near the top of the rankings, I should say. Um, no, I liked it. This just flowed nicely. And I know, obviously, Steve's criticism will come in here and I can understand why, you know, you go from 12-man tag to tag to another tag. Yeah. There was a lot um, of tag team so matches, but on the week before a tag team appreciation night, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I get that, and I, I yeah. wouldn't fault you for for having that criticism. I just it's a, it's just noticeable, especially when you have so much tag matches and so little women's matches. Yeah, it's three tag matches every week essentially, and yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll my point was kind of proven later. Uh, we'll get to the main event, but this... I'd rather more of those main events or those types of singles matches than. No, the tag matches are fine. They're u- and usually the ones that are complete clusterfucks, you just turn your brain off anyway. And you're like, this is fun. That lad flew in the air and he went through a table. Hooray for wrestling. You know, that kind of way. But yeah. I could do with less tag matches. I, I don't think there's anyone that's going to argue that, really. Do you know what yeah. Or space them out a bit better. <laughs> yeah, like the way they do it, and it's something I kind of touched on like a few months ago, is that usually when they have multiple tag matches on a show, they're not necessarily uh, shooting down the straight, same road. So you'd have one tag match would be more so to do with the rankings and say team ranked two versus team ranked five. And, you know, it, it's, it'll have a, an outcome over who goes where the next title pitcher, but then you'd have a different tag match, which would be involving a rivalry between factions. So even though, yes, they're tag team matches, you know, the story being told in them is completely different. So while you're looking at a product and, and wrestling and bell to bell, you're thinking, okay, it's the same type of thing. But ultimately, it's different because you're, you're putting a different context on it. Well, somebody in the chat just put more Anna J, less tag matches. I don't know who that <laughs> handsome person is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, more Anna J on my TV screen. Yes, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've just noticed I don't have a profile picture. How embarrassing. <laughs> Either the way, you're fine. No. Um, does this feud end uh, with a Sue and a Paul match, though? <laughs> uh, something is happening at uh, All Out with these guys anyway. And I'm hey. kind of... That's to a be fair, type of uh, AEW dark Sue on a pole <laughs> Like, <laughs> I, it's not outside the realms of possibility that they that Sue will be involved with the the blow off match of this. And I I, <laughs> I choose those words wisely. <laughs> blow off match. Blow off. Oh match. lord! You got Takeover <laughs> Triple X and AEW dark with Sue in matches. Good times. <laughs> uh, but the next match was good though. Cardona and Cody against Dark Order. Evil yeah. Uno, big fan. Yeah, he's good. I like characters. I, you know, I'm, I always like character wrestlers as well. Yeah, yeah he's, he's good. And he slimmed down a lot as well. Like he looks a lot better than he did when... Let us always let us uh, always look to where they came from in December 2019 where the Bucks had to delete their Twitter, such was the backlash of that Dark <laughs> Order segment. They have done a complete 180 with the Dark Order. So much so that yeah. there was eight Dark Order people in wrestling matches this week. And I'm okay with that. It it, it made sense. You know, they're a cult. They should be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and we we criticize them rightly because when they debuted, it was very very bad. Um, they didn't explain it for so yeah. long, and now it's it. We know what it is now, so it's fine. And they're the only sex cult now. When back then it was four <laughs> sex cults. So. Brody Lee, I'll give him credit. He, after the whole few weeks where he came in with the Vince McMahon impersonations, he's kind of won me over with his segments on Dynamite TV and also on BTE as well. He's, he's so been good. very good. Him and slapping the paper off people. Paper. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan. Even John Silver. I don't like him, but which, I don't like him because I don't like him. You know, which that's one is the small one with the beard who corpses in every segment? That's John Silver. That's John Silver. Okay. 
He's very he doesn't funny have a beard, on. though. He keep no the the small dude, the ball guy with the the, the beard. He's I always mean, the one that uh, Brody Lee is picking on and on BTE. Yeah, that's John Silver. The is other one, John? I can't remember his name. Oh, Silver Reynolds, something Reynolds. Alex Reynolds. There yeah. we go. I thought Alex Reynolds was a small guy. But anyway, he is. Um, oh no. Uh, one, we're very tall. Yeah, no. He corpses every time. Yeah, he corpses on every segment they do on BT. It's very. I can't blame him though. It totally adds to it. I was only talking to Nick about this at work. Actually, it was just like it's the best part of being the elite now is to see how long, see how far they can push him before he has to turn away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Matt Cardona looks like uh, gives uh, give me the old goddamn wrestler look. That's he looked like a monster in this match. He, he even made Cody look, I would say small, but smaller. It it really draws the, the eyes to how big of a universe WWE is compared to mm. everything outside of WWE. It's the land of giants. Yeah. And that was never more exposed than yeah. having uh, Zack Ryder on WWE production at the start of the year to him debuting on Dynamite last week. Mm. It's like, whoa, whoa. Did he get stretched out and, you know, gain like muscle mass? by 50 percent or something no 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 oh, that's just him normally oh right yeah he just walks around like that <laughs> it's fucking yeah. crazy like he's you think tall and he's jacked as fuck no moment. to be fair he's probably stacked up a little bit in the few months that he's been mm. off because you know he's a home gym and all that sort of stuff plus being free no of a testing. contract means no testing exactly so <laughs> he could be on the the connor's cure a bit or you know plus he's with wwe so you know no sort of testing at all mm. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been funny you know, uh, if someone got banned for the wellness policy violation? It's like, you're testing for weed, but not for COVID. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> it's a fine now, apparently, weed, because there were so many people smoking weed in the locker room. They were like, we can't just keep banning everyone. We just give them a fine. So, like, I'd imagine Matt Riddle has it booked into his contract. I need a 10 grand raise. Why? Because I'm going to get fined a lot. I need that money. <laughs> yeah. Just give me a 10 grand raise, oh. but never give me the money. Just put it as a deduction. Every time I get fined, just take it away. And if there's anything left at the end of the year, I'll take it. If I owe you anything, you can take it off my next wage. Perfect. <laughs> we, we forgot a news item. What? Marty Gennetti confessing the oh, murder. Yeah. This is a perfect example of why, you know, too many unprotected barbershop windows to the head can kind of mess <laughs> you up. <laughs> Uh, the tweet that went around was brilliant. It was just logs onto Twitter and sees Marty Gennetti casually. Facebook. Was it Facebook? Yeah. Um, but he, no, fa- uh, the tweet is what kind of sent it off that yeah. for Marty Gennetti screenshot or whatever. The guy was just like casually logs onto Twitter or logs on Twitter, sees that Marty Gennetti is casually admitted to a murder. So the guy was, was it he was a gay guy or something? And he thought he was going to try and do something to Marty Gennetti? I don't know. It was very hard to follow the incoher- incoherent ramblings of Marty Gennetti. But he... That was the first time he made someone disappear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was made someone disappear. This on top of trying to bang his own daughter. Or asking for advice on what he should do, wasn't it? Stepdaughter? <laughs> was Some... it? I, I, it was stepdaughter, but yeah. It's it's not much better. It's it's yeah. what, uh, Woody Allen situation, you know. Just, uh... <laughs> yeah, I think if you're to qualify stepdaughter, you're like, yeah, maybe don't do it. No, definitely. It, it's slightly better, but because it's not, you know, <laughs> biological. But still, just no, just no, just no. Um, but yeah, will we move on? I think we married Janetti. Just he's fucked in the head. He needs yeah. help. 
Okay. Um, then you had what we talked about last week, Eric Bischoff debuts as the moderator with Orange Cassidy debating Jericho. I have a controversial statement. Oh. Orange Cassidy saved a Chris Jericho segment. Oh. What are your thoughts? Oh. What are your thoughts? I wasn't well, no, all that me... much up until Orange Cassidy started to speak. Yep, yeah, that was the whole point. I understand, but it was Jericho, even when he's doing the heel thing is always entertaining I, I wasn't enjoying it it wasn't bad or anything I just thought it was oh is this oh my god just four more questions type thing move along but then Orange Cassidy came in and oh okay controversial I statement controversial statement I, I, I genuinely can't fault this segment at all even Eric Bischoff was good in it yeah well, and that, that, that surprised me <laughs> well, that was my take from it at all. Nick what did you think uh, I, I'm kind of leaning towards your theory, Steve, mm. on this. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was kind of, it was just, it was going, okay, just going to do this thing yeah. constantly, just Jericho's just going to answer and Cassie's going to stand there with his tie. Mm. Um, yeah, but then, you know, global warming. Yeah, there was a question about Sorry. global warming and, and Cassidy just reams off. He, like, he didn't miss a beat. He reamed the whole sentence off that he had. And everyone's like, whoa, what the fuck? But Bischoff was good on this, and it was the first time he'd been on TNT in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Eric Bischoff and Tony Schiavone on TNT. <laughs> what year is this? It was fucking <laughs> great. Um, overall, like I didn't think the segment was bad up until that point. I was just like, eh, come on, move along. But see, I, the, I, the way I kind of qualify that is, you know, it needed to be at that level so that you get the reaction for when Orange Cassidy bursts out like that. Yeah. I don't. That's, that's the way I'm looking at it anyway. Because if if it was any other way, would the if if Jericho was different or if he was more entertaining in his answers, would the Cassidy eruption have had the same reaction? Mm. That's where I'm kind of coming at it from. True. Um, but yeah, it. yeah, it was a good crack. Um, Cassidy brings on the tie; it was very good. Jericho <laughs> did the whole thing: you're a pimple on the ass of wrestling, and he went in the kind of a Jim Cornette type rant about him, which was good. They, they should definitely work more of that in there. You know, use the, even start using Outlaw Mud Show and stuff like that. They sh- and they have to. They already have. Have they? Yeah. The, the, the street fight. Street fight between the Butcher and the Blade and the yeah. Unks. Excited. There was, there was a sign in the back that said Outlaw Mud Show. This oh, right, okay. Um, but they, they should just, Jericho should call him an outlaw wrestler or a cosplay wrestler. They should definitely bring some of that in. Um, but Orange Cassidy is approaching the most over person in the company at this stage. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, it's always going to be the way though like it, it i know it like even jergo said getting his character you didn't get it at first mm-hmm. but once you get the character it's, it's a great character yeah. and we did mention that a few weeks ago that it took them a year or whatever for, and then jericho had one line because he knew he was working with him jericho had to work out how to explain him and he did it he said he's a pool shark and i was like gotcha perfect that's all i needed thank you <laughs> it, was, it was just light bulb moment not that you didn't get that but you need to, sometimes you just need someone to tell you how he works in the context of this show and the yeah. context of real fights, quote. Um, but the thing wasn't on the list. I copied out a thing a few minutes ago because I didn't have time, but the Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara thing. Yeah. Jeepers. 
Oh, Sammy, to clear Could you not up, just come back and, you know, not do anything stupid to keep your head name out of the headlines. I saw a whole lot of idiots on Twitter saying that there was a blood capsule because they saw a little red thing fall out of his hand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so what happened was Matt Hardy's off the stage lying on the table. Sammy's working him over and then Sammy throws a chair, but it was a normal chair by the looks of it. Or it was a, it was a flattened chair, a chair that hadn't been flattened out. And the tip of the chair, the tip of the back of the chair hit Matt Hardy right in the top of the head and busted him clean open. Something red flew off. Matt was trying to get his hands up. It was the COVID fucking testing. Uh, little, what do you call them? Wristbands. Yeah. Wristbands, yeah. You could see it. And then when you go to the other angle, you can see that on the other side of it, it's white. <laughs> you know, like those little hospital bracelets. That's what it was. I was like, oh my God. And Matt Hardy had to keep posting close-ups of the cut as a way of telling you, no, it was legit. Um stands yeah so yeah not a good move on sammy's part there but and then he goes to the top and he does a kind of a flip but he really made a balls that too as well he seemed to land if you look at it his head hit matt hardy's knee so i'm not sure what the move was supposed to be there i'm not sure he did something similar in a match against darby allen um i think it was revolution last year where he kind of just did this weird flippy thing off the top rope i think it's i think that's by design the way he does it Maybe. it's just like i'm going to jump and flip as many times as i can and try catch you with my shoulder <laughs> uh, i don't know the technical term for it but it, <laughs> it, it's it's weird shit. but it, it, flippy shit flippy shit yeah like the whole chair spot it just falls into the category of unnecessarily messy dumb yeah yeah like to be fair 99 times well it's like Eight times out of ten, that would have been fine. Hardy would have blocked it. But it's just, there's no need to do it. Yeah, it was, I think it was supposed to be that he was supposed to flatten the chair. We've seen that a thousand times. You flatten the chair and you throw it and the guy puts his hands up and it makes a big noise. Yeah. So instead of throwing it like that, (laughs) you know, you throw it like that. So you have more surface area to block it with. But he just threw it fucking straight on. So he caught the edge of it right on the forehead. Yeah, that was nasty. And Matt was gushing blood. Oh, yeah. Dear Lord, that was a bad cut. But hey, look, yeah. happy accident. As long as he doesn't get a concussion or whatever, there could be a happy accident where Matt Hardy rips him to bits now because of this. Or, you know, he's out for blood and blah, blah, blah. Um, then we had Big Swole beat Rebel. And then, no. <laughs> uh, your thoughts on this 20-second match? Uh, she's better than that. It's- yeah. Like you obviously you're building towards something with her because she's been with what's her name? I'm breaking breaker, thank you. Uh for ages now and clearly you're gonna have her in angles and matches and whatnot, and this just basically kill her character straight away. Yeah, the the idea was that Big Swole had to run through the gauntlet, we'll say, you know, she has to face an opponent of Britt Baker's choosing. Mm. And that was Rebel Reba, Rebel Reba. <laughs> I I see where Nick's coming from and I I'm going tentatively put a pin in it because it all depends how they have the blow up between Reba Rebel and Britt Baker because that will come down the line and if they if it turns out that she is jobbed out as this no talent hack then yeah it, it's been shit but they could do something nice out of it to say oh you're actually a wrestler all along and gets the one up on Britt then that could be very good too but it you're more hopeful than expecting here yep and the main event was a goddamn classic. Um, Moxley and Darby Allen fucking tore the house down. Yep. Loved it. Absolutely loved everything about this match. Um, this is why we need to see more Moxley on the show. Yeah. More yeah, Darby Allen. Doing, 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, the poor Darby. Geez, he really has a. Yeah, maybe less Darby Allen purely for his body. But (laughs) (laughs) to save Darby (laughs) Allen. This gave me Undertaker Jeff Hardy vibes with the false finish. With an actual false finish that wasn't, you know, kick out after two. Uh, MGF comes down. Remind me, what was he hit him with the belt? That's what it was. So he got the AEW belt and he hit um, hit Moxley when the ref back was turned. Mm-hmm. Moxley laid out perfectly kind of parallel to the t- ring post. Darby sees it and he does the same thing as Jeff Hardy. He's looking around. What do I do? What do I do? And he goes and he hits the coffin drop. And Rick, was it Rick Knox? Like, I think it was Rick Knox. The first time I watched it, I went, oh, fuck, he counted three. Oh, shit. What are they going to do? Because it really looked like he hit the mat for the third time. It was that close. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. The finish came in. Didn't, didn't Earl Hebner it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it down like it was like, you better kick out. Fuck you, kick out, because I'm counting. Um, and Moxley was brilliant. That was a Okada level kick out at the end there. And then blah blah blah. We get towards the end. Did he kick out of the paradigm shift, or he kicked out of something? Darby Allen after this, he kicked out of a big move. Uh, a pile driver. Pile driver. Yeah. Batch yeah. style pile driver. Yes. Like that, yeah. Um. And then. We had the thing where he went for another coffin drop, but um, Moxley was playing possum. He shifted his body around to catch him in a rare chin lock. Mm. Um, was that the finish? No, it was Paradigm Shift was the finish, wasn't it? Yeah. But the pile driver, sorry, I meant to bring this up as well. I'm all over the shop. I love this match. The pile driver, Darby Allen, put his hands down and sprung up to get out of it. Like he bounced out of the fucking pile driver. It was amazing. It was like the way RVD used to do. And that then, was a different part. He definitely hit him with a proper gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At one point. Um, well, whatever he was, what did he bounce out of? I thought it was the pile driver. Remember, he bounced no. out of the move in the ring, like he got hit head first down, and then he just boing. Was it a DDT or something? Maybe it, it definitely wasn't the gosh pile driver because that looked it's fucking ferocious. He hopped out of something anyway. Um, but then, yeah, I don't know if that was the finish, Jin Lock. I think it was, it was the paradigm shift he finished him with, but paradigm. Anyway, yeah, paradigm he got the three count. Yeah. Fucking great match. Perfect. I couldn't like genuinely. I wouldn't book that any different. Yeah. If there's one match you watch this week, and you like someone like Rory who doesn't keep up all the time, watch that match. Definitely go out of your way to watch it. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Pretty good show this week. I thought. Decent, decent old wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Um. NXT. Then you had the women's title number one contender. Uh, Dakota Kai defeated Rhea Ripley, which I did not see coming. After interference from um, the Mercedes Stone Brands, Mercedes Martinez. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I want to say a terrible interference because the ref, they, they made the ref look stupid with this one. It yeah. was so obvious. He clearly doesn't have peripheral vision. <laughs> <laughs> then why the fuck is he a referee? How do referees get hired? They never oh, see anything. Uh, <laughs> you know, like... I don't. I want to hate this, but I I hated it because Rhea gets jobbed out to a poor ref spot. I don't know. I, I wanted to like this more. I think I liked the match at uh, Takeover because Dakota Neo. I think we'll put on a good show. That'd be good. Yeah. I don't think Rhea Ripley should be in NXT anymore. I think she'd just call her up. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's doing the job. SmackDown could do with Rhea Ripley badly. Oh Christ! She would destroy all those fake ass bitches on SmackDown. Um. Bronson Reed defeated Shane Thorne. I like Bronson yeah. Reed. He's fun. The MDK match. Mm. The, uh, his finisher, though, my God, that would murder people. <laughs> yeah. This frog splash off the top. Am I alone in thinking NXT was, was kind of a bit flat again this week, or am I crazy? 
it was similar to, as I've said before, the matches were grand. Yeah. It's just there's something missing. Yeah. I'm even reading through it quickly. I'm not spending as much time as I did in AW because there was so much yeah. to talk about. Um the triple threat qualifier then was uh, Damian Priest, Oni Larkin, and Ridge Holland. So that was an interesting one. Um with Damian Priest getting the win here. But now it's very confusing. Someone remind me how this is working again. <laughs> So the five-man ladder match is now going to be six-man, correct? Nope, still, nope, five, five. still five. Yeah. Does anyone remember it better than I do? Because I don't. So Dexter <laughs> Loomis sorry. is no longer able to compete, so he's yes. out. He's and Ooh. they're going to have... Because he hurt his ankle. We had that perfect flip out of the ring. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So the two people who have not been involved in the decision, so Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano, are going to face off in a one-on-one match and the winner of that goes into the ladder match. And then the other two people who have not been involved in the decision will also have a singles match. Uh, this week it was Ridge Holland, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And whoever doesn't get involved in the decision next week will go into a singles match, and they will also go into the okay. five-way. But the, the, the big story, obviously, was the fact that they've announced that for next week a mystery mm. participant. So you have Kushida... You have the fucking laughing clown jackass that I can't fucking stand. Congrats. <laughs> uh, uh, mystery opponent. Mystery opponent always gets a, a pop out of me because mm-hmm. it's, it's a surprise factor. But Rich Holland, I thought, was just the MVP of this match this week. Mm. Yeah, I was very surprised with how good he was. You ever see any of the NXT UK stuff? No one has, Nick. No, no one, one has. has. <laughs> <laughs> He's new to me. <laughs> But I I was very happy they kept this music because I love that music. Yeah, and it's also a generic music because AEW used it on a promo, <laughs> yeah, so it's oh, just a, a free, 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 yeah, license. free license. Yeah. <laughs> Which I believe I actually t- took note of that to say as well. So fair play, Nick. I, I actually <laughs> I really cool. like that. Yeah. Um, then you had the uh, non-title match with Keith Lee defeating Cameron Grimes, mm-hmm. and then afterwards you had the whole thing with Scarlet singing in tongues and cross appearing on the screen and I'm, I'm just give me that match i'm looking forward to that match yep. i don't well. understand the, the premise or the logic behind it though you know cross wants this match lee wants this match they both want this match but william regal doesn't want this match so cross is beating up people backstage because lee is not giving in the match and then cross the whole thing. technically earned the match yeah so he has to force his way to cause chaos backstage. But then, you know, he should be forcing that against William Regal, but his promos made it sound like he was forcing it against Lee. But in a way, he is forcing William Regal by messing up the show. And you know that old trope where they're like, oh, yeah, but just stop this madness. I'm going to put you in a match type of shit. But then he should be coming out, interrupting matches and fucking shit up like that, doing it backstage and then coming out and targeting or positioning the argument against Keith Lee just makes no sense. If you had a Jack Tunney, we wouldn't need these things. <laughs> Jack Tunney f- solves most problems. <laughs> He's the Batman of pro wrestling. <laughs> um, you had Tegan Knox defeating Indy Hartwell. That was um, a nice little match. Yeah, it was good. good. And then you had Imperium uh, defeating Undisputed Era. That was a match. Oh boy. Whatever. Match happened. Ding, ding, ding. Pin, pin, pin. Pat McAfee's on commentary and he's he's needling Adam Cole after them having made up a little bit earlier. And then Cole comes up, he's sick of all the stuff because he can hear him because there's no crowd and he's 10 feet away. And Cole comes up, he's getting a bit pissed off and he throws a bottle of water at Pat McAfee. Brawl, brawl, brawl. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, all the referees. 
Cole is lying across the table or around the table, whatever it was. Pat McAfee sees his opportunity, runs and punted him in the head. He took him with his foot He's a and he punted him. <laughs> now, G- GBH, no? <laughs> I'm going to say I loved it. I know it's oh, I know it's it. shit, but <laughs> I really enjoyed. <laughs> I really enjoyed how stupid this was, and Triple H pushing him made it so much more real. You know, look, I know it's fucking stupid, but at least it's a bit of fun. I I like this is where I will disagree. I hated the journey, but I would like the destination. Yeah, I'm wondering what you the know, match is going to be like. Like, how much the, does he know? I wanted to yeah, see this match. Mm. I wanted to see this match. And they ruined it because the commentators weren't even talking about this match. You'd Beth Phoenix taking the hump and fucking disconnecting her Zoom call. You'd Mauro getting the hump then because fucking Beth disconnected her Zoom call. You had Tom Phillips pushing all the buttons. And you'd fucking Pat McAfee just taking the piss out of Adam Cole and Adam Cole just looking at him every five seconds. Fucking do that at a different segment. Have an interview. Do something. But the fucking match was going on and you've got two of the fucking best tag teams in the world fuck off <laughs> really really hated that really, really hated i'm that. surprised i thought you would have at least kind of enjoyed it or it's or seen you know they not to say you don't see the value or you can't see it because i'm so much better but would have seen the kind of value in doing it i don't know that isn't supposed to be insulting i know it sounds that way but no, i thought you do might it differently. Enjoy, you know do it differently he took have him with his foot and he punted him like baxter no i like i like <laughs> Triple H is in a glass cage of emotion. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. I liked the the end bit, the punting part. Yeah, I I liked. I liked the coming together at the very end. I just would have preferred. I would infinitely preferred if they didn't do that joke through the match. You know, have the match and then have something afterwards. But it's to make him an asshole. Because who's the asshole here? That's the thing. Pat McAfee. This McAfee's the asshole. I don't think he is. But here's the thing: they need, they have to find a way because Adam Cole's been a heel. He was a champion for three thousand days. You know what I mean? Like he, he. How I don't did, think I don't no, think Pat they, McAfee is really the the, the the dirty bastard heel in all of this. If I anything, mean, Adam Cole is coming out here underhanded little cuts and yeah. short jokes. If anything, fucking Adam Cole is Corbin coming off like jokes. a fucking little bitch that you know can't take a bit of joke. Right. Okay. You know, it's not as clear cut as I think they think it is. Right. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, I, I kind of see what you're saying there. I kind of thought as um, Pat McAfee's the outsider, he's been an asshole, and that gives Cole, you know, though he's our guy, he's our wrestler. This celebrity dickhead is coming in here, kicking our wrestlers. Boo him! If there was an actual crowd, they'd be firmly behind Adam Cole. I, I don't know if they yeah. would. Oh, they would. The crowd loves Adam Cole. Yeah. They do, but if you also kind of would agree that you know most of the smart wrestling fans who would like to, to watch NXT would also kind of criticize Adam Cole because he's not a big guy, you know, and the fact that he is little or yeah, he has relied on the NXT or Undisputed Era. So, like, after, yeah. like what? Like what has Pat McAfee said that isn't exactly true? Wait a minute, is the fucking Undisputed Era just the Retribution lads? The height <laughs> issue? It has it all. <laughs> Like, am I am I that far off the mark here, or like no, it, it's not as it's not as clear to me that you know, uh, McAfee's the heel and Adam Cole is the babyface that's getting victimized by this former NFL punter. Probably right. What do you think, Nick? It's it's a gray area, but I think they're they're aiming for Cole to be the face in this, and I reckon they will because people will 
be you know in the method of we Adam Cole's been here, Pat McAfee's just coming from outside. Mm. I think Cole's going to be the the face in this feud, and that's what they're going towards. And as always, when there's a celebrity involved, people are always bitching. Oh, he's taking away time away from a, a wrestler who could have got that shot. You know, so they're probably yeah, it's a take the takeover match based on history of takeovers. You expect a lot out of a takeover match, so the fact they're giving it to an outsider. Uh, yeah, I'll say it's a cinematic brawl or something. Yeah, I'll agree with Nick in one thing here. Is that if this match took pl- took place in uh, a normal full sale crowd, I think yeah, Adam Cole gets the cheers. If this match happened at a normal takeover where you've got ten to fifteen thousand people, I think the crowd would be split, uh, and there would be a lot more cheering for Pat McAfee than what they would want. I've enjoyed it because they would, they did the whole thing of blurring the lines. I know it comes across as hokey, but I like when they try that stuff. It's better than you're short. Let's have a match, which mm. they literally do on SmackDown. Yeah, only they're only after stopping Duff recently. When the guy <laughs> who the, the tall one learned to respect the small guy purely because he's helping him out to beat Matt. Mm. No, I I, I would agree. I, I love the blurred lines between reality and fake, and you know that's completely agree with you. I, I love that fact. Um, I just didn't like the fact that they had to shit on a, a genuine tag, tag team title match to do it. Maybe that's my biggest gripe here. Maybe, yeah. You've positioned this tag team match from last week where you have Undisputed Era come out, beat up uh, Imperium to set up this tag team match. You're like, okay, finally, we're getting Kyle O'Reilly's first match back after being away for so long. And then it was just constant distraction and you didn't get to enjoy the match. It was It was hokey in how they did it and not hokey in a good way. Um, but it, it should have been better. It could have been done much better, but it, like a classic WWE thing, if they want to make something strong or better, it usually comes at the expense of something else. And I just didn't like that it came at the expense of a genuinely good tag team match. That's fair criticism. Um, yeah. I'm just, I'm interested. Maybe the punt is what brings Adam Cole down to, you know, so that removes his superior, obviously superior wrestling skills. So that Adam Cole is beat up a little bit. He's got a head injury. You know, that what I, wonder, I don't know. Once I wonder if they're, I wonder if they're going to do that in the match. You know, the whole, you know, the story being told in the matches, can Pat McAfee set him up for the punt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's, I wonder how Randy Orton feels about that when he's got his match at SummerSlam. You'll never see doing the punt at the moment. Did, did, did he slap the leg as well though? Uh, I don't know. I don't get it. He's used to giving a proper punt kick, so I don't know if he would, you know. His take, takeover is the same weekend as SummerSlam, you'll never see it coming, right? It's the yes. night before. Yeah, okay, so there could be two punts involved. I'm sure Randy's pumped about it. Having his move taken away from him like that for some random dude. But uh, he's a punter. Yeah, he's I a know. punter. It's his thing. Yeah, in fact, you're stealing all he my does. <laughs> <laughs> It's all I have. Don't take it away from me. Um, so the... Ah, look, we'll do this. We're in a ratings war, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what? that pops me every time. <laughs> you see, when they do well, it's not as funny. Because they beat Guy's Grocery Games in viewership and oh. the demographic this week. Ooh, well, oh, yeah. First time. Uh, they beat them by like ten thousand or something. I can't remember. It wasn't wasn't huge, but they beat them in like it, it, it was a big enough victory in the demos and the rating. So, but anyway, overall viewership was up eighteen point seven six percent from last week for cross both shows. Wow, 
11.76. I think I said 18 there. I meant to say 11. You don't know what the total yeah. was, do you? I wonder, was it higher than Raw? 1.654. What was Raw? It was 1.7 or something, wasn't it? Yeah, just oh, damn it. Just so close. Um, but yeah, both of them, like NXT did in, uh, quite a good number of when they normally do. So 7.53 is up from what they normally do. And NXT's, or AEW, Nine nine hundred and one thousand, which is their highest rating since the first COVID show. I looked back on them; mm. quite good. Um, I think uh, we'll move on to our votes. Could be rapid fire. I I think AEW unquestionably this week. Yep, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think we're going AEW yeah. all around here. Not that NXT was bad or anything. I don't. I don't. I don't think it, it's rare that these shows are ever bad, truly bad, but. Thought AEW just had more going on this week. There was more yeah. stories and shit. Oh, 100%. I, like, I think you hit the nail on the head. NXT was just flat. Yeah. Good, but... It has a habit of doing that. Yeah. You know, I think it's they because NXT... Australians on NXT this week. Yeah. <laughs> First two matches was all Aussies or New Zealand. And yeah. then they had Indy Hartwell later as well. Like, And there was Aussies in that fucking retribution thing. There's definitely an Australian accent in there. <laughs> Maybe it was the same guys. Yeah. Although I think we'd be able to tell if it was Bronson Reed. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, the, the one thing about NXT is because we know that they can do such good shows is that when they don't do such good shows, and even if the show is good, it feels worse by comparison almost. But they also have a lot more talent that they, they do genuinely work with on TV, whereas AEW have kind of reoccurring characters that you kind of get to see week in, week out. Mm. Um, so I can see why NXT kind of dips every once in a while because they're putting the likes of Indy Hartwell up there that wouldn't have the same name recognition. Yeah. yeah, so I, I can I can understand it, and that's not a criticism. It's, it's you know still they are, it's still technically a developmental brand. It yeah. took the words out of my mouth exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and this is another point that I mentioned about the women's thing. There, you know, there's a lot of green talent in there, and they do want to win the demographics and um have higher ratings than nxt so i mean it's hard for them to justify risking putting on a terrible match they're taught their match that they think won't be very good yeah they're trying to beat wwe you know what i mean it's i get i genuinely can't criticize them for not having uh, a more prominent feature of the women at the minute if they had a full roster available to them then absolutely that's a valid criticism but right now, because they're missing arguably five to six of their already limited roster, you you just can't. And especially with, like you said, the ratings and the TV um, war is so important right now that they just, you know, you got to go with your hot hand. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of Raw then? Nick, you were saying you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Raw. I, 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 I love the randomness of it all because mm. we'd heard it was obviously was, was chaos. So I'm assuming that was mainly leaked due to the whole thing with mm. Retribution. But it, it the whole show felt all over the place. Yeah. Like even what we were saying earlier about obviously Raw Underground being advertised for 10 p.m. and then it was finished before 10 p.m. the first <laughs> angle. Like mm. it's just, it just felt like it was just being thrown out there. Pat Buck randomly being a thing. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was a random as fuck show and I love random as fuck shows. Yeah. Like the, the whole thing when I was watching this as well, it was like, go back to Raw Underground. What are you doing? Go back. <laughs> I don't care about the Street Profits right now. There's an underground shoot fighting league developing and I want to have a camera there. Give me picture in picture. If you want to put other matches on, give me picture in picture with Underground. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, Best thing I liked about Raw this week was Shayna Baszler telling Asuka the, that she wants her to beat Sasha to get the belt back because she wants to go after Asuka. 
Yeah, I need Shayna Asuka in my life. The thing I found odd about that was like, should she not be pissed off that Asuka... Now, this was the DQ thing. Why was this... A, Asuka attacked Bailey outside the ring, who yeah. wasn't involved in the match, and they de- they threw the match out. Like, what? But yep. anyway, my point was that... You know, Outlaw Mud Show Wrestling. It's the you beat the champion, you get their title type thing. In WWE, the cues were getting smacked out of the second. Yeah, too, yeah, true, yeah. Um, the you know the whole thing that we always, well, I always complain about people pinning the champions, and that usually gets them a title shot, which makes no sense. But normally, you know, Shayna would pin Sasha, and she get a title shot. So why would she be happy that? Ask it was weird. I couldn't quite go along with it. It was like, well, if you pinned her, like you look to have done, because you knocked her out, she hit the high kick. And I was like, oh, she's beat. All she has to do is roll over and pin Sasha now. But then Asuka ruins it by getting a quote DQ. Hmm. Would have been set for a SummerSlam match because she pinned Sasha Banks or whatever. Yeah, well, that's uh, kind of using the, the, the underwritten rules of WWE logic. But in terms of being a combat sports artist, yeah. which what kind of Shayna would be, she wants to beat the best. Yeah. And she kind of acknowledges that Asuka is the best. So, I, I you know, there's a kind of a, an honor there that kind of Shayna's portraying in this storyline that like to be fair like as good as sasha and bailey have been and really enjoyed everything that they've done the thoughts of asking and shana having a 25 minute barn burner oh mama yes please yeah that'd be good yeah um yeah naya Jax is suspended <laughs> pay or something so she's only after <laughs> going back and she's gone again hooray good yeah good yeah God. and pat got a major push yeah <laughs> This is so weird. Now I really got a match. Barely got a match on Roy. Yeah. So close. So close. Um surprised that he came back. Like he was one of the people that was furloughed. Yeah. Lance Storm wasn't kept back, wasn't brought back. It's weird. Pap, yeah, but Lance Storm's probably coming from Canada, whereas Oh Pap yeah, Bucket true. In Jersey. True, true. Uh, yeah. Orton and Drew McIntyre's promos. Oh yeah, that was great. They were very good. Yeah, that was very good. Um Less good was Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan on the KO. But the Riot Squad are back. The Riot Squad. Bitch. Yeah. Fun. Watch out for your ties. You've got the fucking retribution running around and now the Riot Squad. Oh, man. That was a pretty terrible segment and the match was just as bad, I thought. But look at it. It was also kind of, it, it lent into the all over the place because Owen seemed really flustered through the whole yeah. thing. Like uh, making it up as he was going along. Yeah, which... totally. Yeah, I think he was just sent out there, figure it out. All right, yeah. they trust him. Uh, I enjoyed the Kevin Owens Ric Flair backstage segment. That was quite good. Yeah, that was good, and it sets up Orton KO next week. Um, yeah, I'm assuming Ric Flair is going to cost Orton the title by accident at SummerSlam, and Orton's going to punt him. Assuming that's where we're going. Like he has to, like the Legend Killer thing. He has to take him out at some yeah. point. Like. Yeah, just for for Rick's health, because he's in the fucking performance center during COVID, <laughs> and his wife has it. Oh. Turn down the payday, Rick. I know you find that impossible, but Jesus. We're, I don't know why we're still talking about this. We've already decided that Rick Flair is not fucking human. He yeah. cannot die. He can't be killed by conventional means. No. Um, anything else that jumped out? Uh, Kirtaza was new chat in 24-7 champ again. Mm. Oh, Dominic and, and Rollins. Rollins yes. going after Mike Tom. Tom Mike? Mike Tom. Okay. And Samoa Joe cutting a great promo. Say, like, shut oh, the yeah. fuck up. <laughs> so Rollins is berating Tom Mike, and then uh, Joe comes up, and then they go to break. I'm like, not now. Don't go to break. Joe is still standing outside the ring after the break. Yeah. Just shouting at him, like, I thought, oh, oh my God, it's Joe wrestling again. But he wasn't. 
Um, not yet, but I'd say that's where they're going to end up with it. Yeah, and Brolin. You know, they're planting that seed now. Yeah. Are you going to get a tag oh. match? Montez Ford got drugged. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Montez Ford got drugged. We don't know if it's part of the chaos or if uh, Zelina drugged him or something. Because I knew if you look on his entrance, he really... He was holding the cup on you because he was very obviously drinking the empty cup at the start of his mm. match. I was like, huh, that's weird. Does he do that every week? I've never noticed that before. Turns out he doesn't because he got poisoned. And they were trying to tell you. <laughs> but was it that, though? Because I, I didn't see that. But what I did see was just before he kind of fainted outside the ring in the first match. So it was Angelo Dawkins the, and... The WWE doctors then cleared him afterwards to mm. have a match. Yeah. Well, we all know that WWE doctors have a history of, you know, not protecting their talent. It was Epac, said about there. <laughs> but when, um, what's his name? Rippy off pants guy. Angel Garza. Garza. That's the one, thank you. When he got knocked over or something, kind of something black fell just in front of uh, Montez Ford. And it looked like it could have, you know, potentially released a toxin or something. Oh, it was just if you look at it back, something happened, and then like within two seconds, he faints on the outside. It was the ninjas. It was a smoke bomb. <laughs> oh, by the way, they <laughs> need to start using smoke bombs for the ninjas. Anytime someone tries to challenge, say Tazawa wins the title. The, the ninjas or retribution. Oh yeah, ninjabution. Ninjabution. What was go. the who won? Who left with the title? Was it Tazawa? Yeah, yeah. So he, anytime someone tries to chase him, he should just stand back, laugh, and drop a smoke bomb like the turtles. You're like <laughs> the Foot Clan used to do, and just disappear. <laughs> that would be amazing. Why haven't they done that yet? Uh, simple stuff, go. guys. Simple stuff. <laughs> but all the all the uh, Montez Ford poisoning thing it does seem to be leading to uh, Lena Vega versus um, Bianca Belair. Yeah, good. Yeah, Bianca was not happy. No, so no. that could be good. I think they'll go serve our SummerSlam mixed tag titles on the line, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it'll mm. be a, yeah, a six man, so to speak. Oh, six person. Get it right. Six person. God. Jeez. Um, do we talk about SmackDown now? Raw was good. We enjoyed it. We're moving on. SmackDown was a pile of shite. <laughs> so bad. Oh, good I Lord. stayed up for it last night. Yeah, Jesus Christ, it was bad. I was playing UFC 4 while it was on. Um, uh, oh, by the way, yeah, the clock isn't working on the E-Access trial. Just there's saying. A, there's a bug in. Shut up. Don't put the bug in. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> it's not working the opposite way for some people, so you're getting lucky. Yep. I'm loving this game, by the way. Fucking loving it. Anyway, uh, don't tell anyone. Anyway, Matt Riddle. Uh, oh, no, I'm not going to this. Smackdown in general. Just a heap of shit. How many DQ finishes? Was it four? Three or four? Two, three. Seeking, I'm pulling up the... I have the results in the spread in the sheet. Oh, yeah. So Matt Riddle defeated Sheamus via disqualification after interference with Shorty G. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Jeff Hardy defeated King Corbin via disqualification <laughs> from interference from Sheamus and there was another one I thought there was another one I thought there was three there was no contest what was the no contest? Ms. Morrison versus Heavy Machinery oh yeah okay there you go oh yeah the main event no contest yeah, yeah. good times there uh, was also a uh, a it wasn't a disqualification, but Riddle interfered in the Seamus Corbin match. Which yes, caused the pain, the pain. Yeah, the, he didn't attack him, so there was no DQ. Yeah, and the referee didn't see him being in the ring anyway. It led to the bro kick or whatever I think it was. Yeah. Wait, why did Seamus have two matches on SmackDown? 
Because Corbin uh, cost him so the match. Corbin. Yeah. 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 Corbin had two matches too. So yeah, because Shorty G, the reason Shorty G interfered in the Matt Riddle Sheamus match is because of the bounty that Corbin had set against Matt Riddle. Therefore, Sheamus had a promo with um, Corbin backstage, like I'm gonna kick your ass at some point or whatever. Uh, so then Sheamus came down during the Corbin Jeff Hardy match and just hit Jeff Hardy and then got in Corbin's face. So that means. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't stay up for this last night. And yes, then you so went to break choice. You went to fits from the or went to break fits when Sheamus and Corbin were at each other's throats. And you're like, oh my god, I hope they have a match after commercial. And damn it, they delivered fits. They gave you Seamus versus Corbin on goddamn global television. In both what the a second time to be alive. of the night. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. Which else also ended in a shitty finish. So what what happened here now next with Stephanie McMahon? Did she appear on fucking SmackDown as well now? She she they uh they there was an episode. Uh, of, Bailey and Sasha were yeah. advised that they needed to have a conference call in the ring with Stephanie McMahon. It was an episode oh, of WWE Heels, basically. That's what was going on. <laughs> I'm getting a headache thinking about this. <laughs> so yeah, she basically came on as basically they she say first started to congratulate them on all their success. Then um she said uh anyway, SummerSlam. So yeah. You're not getting away with all this. So uh, Sasha will probably be defending against Asuka. It's basically what she said. So mm-hmm. the same type of thing. If the match on Monday, if Asuka wins, yeah. she's probably facing her. And then for uh, for Bailey, yeah. she said there's going to be a triple ba- brand battle royal next week on SmackDown. Where Raw, SmackDown and NXT superstars are going to be involved. And the winner of that is going to face Bailey for the title. Oh, I like that part. Yeah, that bit was good. But that makes no sense. Well, the reason then... Because she's the SmackDown women's champion, so surely she should be defending against a SmackDown superstar. No sense whatsoever. Why isn't it a SmackDown? Sasha's the Raw champion being a SmackDown superstar. But she was on... She's a tag team champion, so that allowed her to be on Raw. Technicality... Only out, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But why is Bailey facing somebody from... The winner is going to be from NXT, otherwise NXT wouldn't be involved. So I'm assuming that's to call somebody up. Would you Rhea. have Rhea beat Bailey for the title and she stays on SmackDown? Because I, I would, and then you have Bailey as ch- uh, without a champ, without the main champ, and keep Sasha as champ on mm-hmm. the other one. So then you have the, the flip, as I said, like yeah. three or four weeks ago. Depends on who they do. You know, should Shots they bring up Rhea? <laughs> they, like, if, if, depends on what they're doing. If they're going to keep the belt on Bailey, then you really could you know have anyone win it it doesn't really matter you know you could use the the chance to have you know like a face come up from nxt whether it is shotty black or even tegan Knox or someone like that uh, if it's rhea ripley that she has to win the belt but you would imagine that rhea is probably going to have a match with mercedes martinez at takeover so i don't know if she's going to do double duty that weekend uh, yeah <laughs> so it depends it, if bailey's winning it could be anyone uh, if it's someone who's going to take the belt off of Bailey, then it has to be someone that's you know worthy of a, a solid push like that. No one on SmackDown fits that bill, unless Ember Moon is somehow miraculously healthy to come back. It's not. She's not. So no. yeah, oh, there you go. When when Stephanie said she mentioned the Empress of Tomorrow, she mentioned I was like, oh Ember Moon, and I was like, oh no, wait, no, no, she's something else. Yeah, the War Goddess or something. What's she called? Ember Moon. Can't remember. Oh, Jesus, what is your tagline? She's got something like that. Yeah. Goddess of War. I don't know. But when I heard that and I was like, oh, great, Ember Moon. Oh, no, she means Asuka. Your, your head is melted. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, 
a truly fucking brutal episode of SmackDown. We we didn't cover the uh, Braun Strowman and uh, oh, Bray Wyatt segment. Yeah, it, are you nominating something here? I I I don't think it'll win, so I won't bother. But okay. it was bad. It was it really was like... bad. <laughs> so Fitz, since you haven't seen it, the Fiend did a full entrance. Yep, uh, full Fiend entrance. Commercial. Uh, cut to cut cut to commercial. <gasps> uh, come back, <laughs> come back, and he's in the ring. With, Alexa has also randomly appeared in the ring now. Uh, just uh, clarify, Alexa was not with him during his entrance. No. And then when they came back for break, she was in the ring. Did she? voluntarily come down to the ring we don't know she wasn't there no but he tries but like to, when she gets the glove on and goes to try and do the same thing to her again she kind of stops him and then starts stroking his face mm-hmm. and then braun comes on the big screen <laughs> yeah, so braun now when she was stroking his face what was her like facial reactions like what was her mannerism was she like into it is this like a bit of a kink for her i don't know she wasn't she seemed like scared a bit but then it was mm. like did he use the heel hand maybe I didn't notice I what he, can't remember. I didn't know he used the heel. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He used the heel hand, maybe, maybe, potentially, we don't know. And then she was like, Oh, thanks very much. Here's a rub on your face. <laughs> so, anyway, wrong part of the body love. Yeah, but basically But then Braun came on. Yeah, Braun yeah, came on. Oh, you go first. Is he, no, no, he gone like full jealous boyfriend or something now? Oh no, oh, no. the opposite. Uh, so he came on and was like, uh, Basically, I knew going into the Swamp Fighter was going to be two outcomes. Either I was going to be the most evil person of all time, or I was going to be defeating uh, Bray Wyatt, whatever. Uh, and he's like, well, you're in the ring there now, so I guess I'm the most evil person of all time. I don't care about Alexa Bliss. Do whatever you want to her. I was going to face you at SummerSlam. What? Yeah. Fucking shocking. <laughs> that was it. Like, we all know that fucking Braun Strowman can't talk for shit, but... Like if this was a pre-recorded promo where he's literally not even in the ring. Oh, yeah, it was AJ. Like he's probably reading that oh, verbatim. <laughs> that was literally what happened. He can hear it on the screen. Bray. Bray. It was the Jinder Titantron promo. 100%. Oh, you people. Or what was it? I'm up here. AJ. AJ, I'm up here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Shinsuke Nakamura Japanese. Or Shinsuke, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually got a clip of the Strowman promo for you, Fitz. That bitch! That was basically it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't yeah. get it. Why does he not want to? Oh, I started. It was like a super close-up shot of Braun right in his face doing all this. Like, yes. someone put got a screenshot. Oh bad. yeah, it was terrible. Someone put a screenshot up and said, "This is what it looks like when Braun's on top." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that shit. You know what? It was a decent week of wrestling. Raw was pretty good, <gasps> and then SmackDown or AEW and NXT were good. I needed a good bad show though. I kind of enjoyed it because it was so shit. At the same time. Are they, is it going to be an Alexa Bliss on a pole match? I mean, she's already charging 400 quid on Cameo. What the hell are they going to have to pay her to do this? I've, you've heard that, have you? Yeah. To, imagine getting that request in and thinking, oh, how the fuck am I going to reply to I'd this? I'd be like, savage. 400 quid to let him down easily. Perfect. <laughs> Charlotte oh, is charging 380 yeah. or something. I can't fault them for charging so much oh, because if people are that dumb to pay it, go for it. Then fucking charge them. I know Biggie like, is majorly bigging up his cameo. I don't know how much he's charging, but he's like at the podcast every week. That's what he did. But it's like, don't follow me anywhere except cameo. Yeah. Follow me on cameo. That's where I make my money. Yeah. I presume that's money that they earn completely independent because yeah. they're independent contractors of yeah. the WWE. Roman Reigns is doing it. Yeah. 
Remember Jimmy Van got one for Sean Rossap? Oh, yeah, that's right. Sean. And it cost a lot of money. <laughs> um, $125 for Big E, just for reference. Big E, okay. I mean, that's a lot cheaper than 400 quid for Alexa Bliss. Like, look, <laughs> there's two points to this. I say if you're in a position like that and you have loads of these, quote, stands, milk them. Milk them for the money. And then the same times I see it as there needs to be protection for people against themselves. That's why you have drink aware and gamble aware and brandy aware. So maybe <laughs> there should be, should there be something brought in to go, eh. like the good intention stuff. Like, did you see, okay, this is not going to travel at all. But did you see the thing David Brady did for a Mayo fan? That was during the lockdown. So David Brady played for Mayo. And he got talking, some lad in Kildare sent him a DM on Twitter saying, my dad is from Mayo and he's a huge Mayo fan and he's a bit down in the dumps because we, he can't see his family because, you know, they were locked away. He's an, old, he's an elderly man. He couldn't be around people. Would you give him a shout? If you've been Kildare, you won't be able to leave anyway. Not anymore, yeah. And this was the first time they were locked down. So, the, you know, the, he rang him up and, you know, it was a great little story. So there's things like that for Cameo that make total sense to me. And then there's idiots who spend $400 to get a message from Alexa Bliss to say, I'm taken. And that's the only reason why I'm not totally blowing you right now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like that's the cameo, whole cameo thing is like someone's birthday, you buy yeah. them a thing. That, that's what it's for. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but of course, with stand culture, it's, you know, little. Is that a Jackson cameo? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> is she on cameo? Will she do it? Yeah. Just say we'll be a double if you do it immediately. <laughs> we need it tonight. Oh, God. I don't think I could justify giving her money, even no. for this purely comedic effect. Oh, Jackson Riker's on it, though. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what about Tyler Rex? It's Tyler oh, Rex. No, What's his name now? He's, it's uh, his real name. Oh. Something weird. Oh, God. I can't think. What is his name? Anyone in the chat? What is Tyler X slash the Funkosaurus name now? That's not no, Tyler not the Funkosaurus. Oh, who's that's Tyler Tyrus. X? Oh, Todd, that's the guy I'm thinking of. Who the fuck is Tyler X? He's a guy that was a tag team with Gabriel Trent Beretta back in the day. Okay, I thought you were talking about Tyrus the whole time. This has been three, <laughs> four, <laughs> three or four years of this podcast. And I totally I like the guy who's on Fox News. <laughs> Oh uh, no, it's a guy who's going to take $69, 69 euro. Oh, I don't know if nah, I can justify that. Nah. Although that's the right price. He's one of those fucking Trumpers anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. Is there anyone else really shit like Mikey Graham or something that's on Cameo? <laughs> you mean, you mean uh, Rockstar Mikey Graham? Rockstar Mikey Graham from Boys On. <laughs> from that movie that you I used to stop that. You stop that now. Oh, and by the way, now that we have the on-air feature, I can stream Fatal Deviation into the channel and we could do a watch-along. <laughs> oh, it has to be done. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> I think I'm washing my hair that night. For the laugh. We'll all get pissed some night. We'll go on. We'll, we don't, obviously, we can't record it for IP reasons, but we could literally just, some night, we're all bored. The guts that own Fatal Deviation are going to go I out. don't want Fatal Deviation <laughs> coming after me, Nick. <laughs> but yeah, we literally can do watch-alongs now as well. I wonder, could you do... The whole, the whole thing is on YouTube. They're not going to come after yeah, you. Yeah, oh, I know. But I, mean, but I mean, yeah, I guess. And if we're talking over it, it's fair use, isn't it? Isn't that the whole thing? Yeah. 
um i don't know how audio listeners unless it was really funny and we couldn't stop laughing i think the audio listener it could be odd but um we could do that we could also stream pay-per-views in here when you think about it hmm. you know so there are muchos muchos advantages advantages all yeah yeah De- deliverance is all in on the fatal deviations watch along <laughs> times uh We'll see what happens after this, but we'll do best match, worst worst best match, worst match, best segment, worst segment. Then we'll be a show of the week as well. Oh, show of the week. Uh, show of the week is AEW for me. Yeah, it probably go same. Yeah, I'll, with a soft spot for Raw. Yeah, Raw was random as fuck. Yeah, there was ninjas and not ninjas, ninjas and Antifa on the and one Fight Club. and Fight Club. Yeah, so we're not allowed to talk about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I put that tweet up as well. Fight Club was trending in America even the next day. I was like, you motherfuckers, that it was page one of the pamphlet. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best and worst. So, best match is a very easy one for me is Darby Allen and Moxley. I agree. I tie it with the 12 man. Nah. I enjoyed both of them for different reasons. No ties. No ties. Pick one. But- Orange Cassidy had a tie. <laughs> Lord. A clip on, though. Doesn't count. <laughs> now, if you're pressing me for one, uh, I'd go main event. Cool. Uh, worst match. Ooh. Uh, you could say the AEW women's match, but I think maybe Riot Squad versus Iconics is pretty bad. Iconic. Um, that's the worst match I can remember. Yeah, I'm just looking through the list of matches. I'll be honest, I was playing Pro Evo while AEW was on. I don't think I looked over <laughs> at my laptop once during the women's match, to be honest. No, no offense, lads, but it was 30 seconds long. What was it, two or three minutes or something long? If mm. that. I'd probably give it to the women's AEW one over that. It's just, okay. It was, it was nothing. It didn't, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. I'll, I'll go with that as well. So, Fitz? Probably the Raw women's one. There you go. Six of one, half a dozen. Yeah. Best segment, worst segment. Uh, best segment. What segment? Is Raw I'm... Underground a segment? Yeah, I think I think you would. Yeah. The because first it was one, new and fresh. And... The first segment, as in the opening one, like Shane McMahon tells you what, what it, it is, is, the first part of it. I'll go with that. Yeah, same. And I'm sure that in the not too distant future, we'll be nominating this segment for a 24 7 award. <laughs> yeah. It is going to go from sublime to ridiculous very quickly. I know yeah. Orton and Drew. Oh, yeah. Oh, good show, it's, it's such a shame that, that's, that this whole program isn't in front of a live crowd. Yeah. It would really kind of encapsulate the run Drew's been on and really kind of cement him as being that top level star. Do you think he's going to be champion when the crowds are back? Because I don't. Depends how quickly they can do it. I know they're still looking to do SummerSlam in front of a live crowd. That's not happening. Not so is chance, it... <laughs> what was this? They're resuming live tapings. Oh, it's live tapings. That's in like, they're not, yeah, taping, not taping the shows. The shows. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But that is they're the not... opportunity to do it if you want to. But like, I, I depends on where they are, what's allowed in the place they're in. I just, they need to be in an outdoor venue to be able to do anything. I'd say at this point, they're looking at that. Uh, they're looking at any venues in the northeast that can hold an outside crowd, and but, I imagine they're going to throw money at something to try get. What about uh, the night boat, the crime-solving boat? How is he going to like 
Like, <laughs> is the boat thing happening? Is Ric Flair going to cost Orton accidentally through incidental contact? And then does Orton punt Ric Flair off the boat? I think that's what we need to be looking at here. And will Lonely Island be there doing the music for it? Have to be. On a boat and nautical team Pajmina Afghans for everyone. Um, worst segment is Miz and Morrison for me. Smackdown. It's Smackdown in general, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's between Dirt Sheet, that Braun, Bray thing and the retribution thing at the end yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's literally I, I can't choose they're all so bad i'm gonna stick with the the mandy's hair dirt sheet segment because it was i thought it was the worst of all of them fitz fitz hasn't seen any of these trees oh, so he but he yeah like, i, I, I think you don't heard, have a bad from what you've heard which of them sounds the worst to you <laughs> because i have a bit of a soft spot for the maze i'll kind of give that one a skip until i see it um probably the Braun Strowman aspect because I'm gen- I'm not high in him at the best of times and the way you've described it to me has made it sound like audible and visual aids <laughs> Miz, I know we just talked about it last night I thought you were watching live you see so the dirt I watched sheet- a bit of it live to be fair but then I was like uh, this isn't looking like a good show yeah. I'm going to go to sleep instead yeah it was just- one of the ones where it wasn't a car crash so it was fun it was just bad like really yeah. uninteresting and really bad. Uh, since the two of you have gone for those two, I'll go for the retribution one just to cool. get a, a nice circle. Perfect. It was usually the worst segment recently has been a tough one because all the show has been pretty decent. You know, the, the, especially SmackDown last week was brilliant. And now it was fucking Smackdown atrocious. Was good last few weeks. This, yeah. this is a major down off, yeah. a dive off the cliff. So bad. Um, lock of the week. Do we have anything to predict? Hmm. Raw Underground will be terrible this week. Yeah, and it was so good this week. Yeah. What do Retribution do this week? Oh, yeah. The same thing on Raw. Same thing on Raw. Probably, yeah. Made literally the same segment. Like, yeah, Oh, they, yeah. should get, they should get Tom Mike or Mike Tom and cut his tie. Smooth Jimmy's <laughs> luck of the week. I like it. The, the, the short order I saw people talking about them last night. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, something with retribution. Uh, do we see them being unmasked this week, or do they do anti stuff? Person, I think maybe yeah. one person gets unmasked this week. They don't. Uh, they won't say who everyone is together. It'll mm. be like one at a time. Assuming this is some sort of cult, like the Nexus is, or the Dark Order, even who's going to be the spearhead? Who's going to be the figurehead of this group of people? Surely it has to be Dijak. Yeah. Now, that's the funny thing. We know Dijak wasn't there last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, unless he cut himself in half and became two of them, I don't think Dijak was there. But, no. Uh, I don't think he's the personality to kind of carry that role anyway. But if, tr- you do, if you are doing the whole thing, you need the big guy to be kind of the leader. Yeah. I'd agree. Or the if, muscle. Or the muscle but, yeah. uh, I'll throw one at you. So for something totally different and something they never do, make it Chelsea Green. Make it a woman. Hmm. A woman in charge. What do you think of this is? 2020? Wow. <laughs> wow. I think it'd be cool if they did that. Yeah. Something different rather than, you know, I'm the bad guy and I'm going to win the intercontinental title. You know, fuck that. Have you not met Vince McMahon or, you know, seen any of his booking over the last three or four decades? Yeah. What gives you any sort of hope that this could be, you know, a progressive storyline? Let's hope. A little bit of the no. Seven? It's such good shit. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Commit to memory. Seven. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, final WWE evasion. <laughs> Jimmy Bennett. Good Lord. Um, 
Mike Bennett? Mike Bennett. What if it's Maria? Oh, oh it could it literally be everyone that got fired? Could be. People that haven't been picked up elsewhere. Like mm. the Canellis. The Canelli? Canelli. Back to rape more money off the WWE purse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they're, but WWE are in the wrong there, Fitz, you see, because tweets and stuff. Ah, tweets. Forgot about the tweets. Tweets. They took WWE for a ride and they're still not happy. Fuck them. <sighs> anyway, plugs then. Um, the main plug is to, if you want to listen to us live or you're a normal live listener and you didn't see us go live on Mixler, we made every attempt to inform you of this with the show last week and offering DMs and sending messages to Mixler earlier. But we, I think we can pretty much say this might be the permanent home for for a while anyway i don't see us going back to mixer next week at least anyway so i I think this this works better yep and my computer is nice and cool so um dm us and give us let us know Uh, just tweet us at two bit wrestling and let us know let me know that you want an invite and i'll dm you a link straight away and you'll be in the be in the channel is there any way to give it a general link that people can just join i think there is but at the same time do you want that you know we can always kick people if they're dicks. Yeah, and that, and I know. Can we, can we kick Gordo? Yeah, definitely. He's not in. Yeah, yeah. Um, Deliverance actually offered to be a moderator <laughs> earlier as well, so we could offer something like that. I don't know how that works. I'd need to look it up to see how that works, but I'm sure it's quite easy to do. But um, yeah, but for now, anyway, until we figure out what we're doing that side, just send us a message, and I'll give you the link, and you're in. Uh, basically, just don't be a dickhead, and you're all good. Perfect. We're creating a safe space here, you know, for dickheads. So we don't need someone who's an actual dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyone who wants it, even if you're a dickhead, you can have the link. Just let me know. Uh, at 2 bit Wrestling, so just let us know. Uh, but obviously, you're listening to this. Um, wherever you listened to this before, you'll get it again next week. So iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all those things, and anything that has a rating system, please give us five stars. If you give us five stars, we will give you double XP this week only. Double. We've so, yeah. more than double before. I feel like that's not enough. Uh, maybe the next bank holiday weekend we'll do a we'll do a yeah. theme week. Double. <laughs> you also get you also get a playable Steve Murphy character in UFC four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, Anthony Joshua. bonus. <laughs> Me, Anthony Joshua, and Tyson Fury. <laughs> Pick your fighter. <laughs> why? Why are they? Why are know. they the pre order bonus? Mike Tyson was pre order bonus. Crowd. Yeah, fight, fight, fight night. Crowd. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mike Tyson was the bonus on UFC two, I think. So they've done it before, but anyway. What uh, a strange company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anywhere you can rate us, do. Uh, you'll also find us uh, on the Wrestling Stoop Network with loads of other shows. So um, if you can't find us on iTunes, you'll probably find us there. Um, oh man, did you listen back to Soup this week? I, I listened. I, I was. I was walking um, after work on Tuesday or Wednesday evening. I can't remember what it was, but I literally laughed out loud while walking a number of times when we were talking about reusing underwear. <laughs> I was in the stitches. <laughs> nice. Uh, I haven't listened to the Frank and Gus. I only listened to the weekly. I haven't. I have oh, it saved. Yeah. It's on my laptop. I downloaded it, but I haven't gotten around to it. But I will do after this, actually. It's um, very good. Also, um, www www.canvastheory.com you can use code AWP for 10% off your entire order shipping to the US now and coming never to Europe probably we don't know 
someday someday, someday. And you can follow us on Twitter at Tubits Wrestling. And the DMs are open, obviously. So send us a message if you want in on the Discord chat. It's a good few in here today. Um, we'd like to see more. And Discord is just more crack than Mixler. Easier to use. More fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Easier for you. Easier for me. Oh, I can't wait to download this and see that sweet, sweet silence. Good times. Yeah. Plus, you can keep the chat open weekly as well. So if you're ever watching live shows, you can be in here chatting shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, my career. It's always there. Yeah. Just we'll be in and out of it all the time. I've been using Mixler or Discord a lot more now with the soup um, chat function as well. I'm always in there messing around. So, um, yeah, build ourselves a little bit of a community. The AWP Heels. And it's free. <laughs> free for new subscribers. I need to change the chat name to that. <laughs> Good times. Um, but yeah. Until then, say good night all. Good night all. Kenny. Oh.